The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Ryle Nugent is uh, with me now, a rugby commentator. Uh, Ryle, great to talk to you again, uh, having seen you only a couple of weeks ago in the bridge. Uh, before God, what match was that? Before that was before the Springboks game. So uh, all, yeah, all the all the way back then, when uh, the question mark still lay there uh, as to whether we might progress to the quarterfinals, we're there now. I mean, how impressed were you by the performance against Scotland? Jeez, you couldn't be. Hi, Karen. How are you? Good afternoon. Good. Uh, it, it, you you couldn't but be impressed. I mean, you just couldn't but be impressed with what you've seen over the last couple of weeks from that meeting that we had in, in the bridge before the South Africa game where, <clears throat> and I, I will hang myself out to dry here, I thought South Africa were going to beat us <laughs> uh, all the way through to what we saw against Scotland last week. We literally have not put a foot wrong. It's been picture perfect. It's been, you know, like the stress has been minimal as a as a supporter, a viewer and a, an, an enjoyer of, of major sporting events that Ireland are involved in. And we've looked oh so good, but but the test ratchets up another level now this weekend and and it is the ultimate test. You know, I was I was thinking about it earlier today. In fact, I don't think I'm thinking about a huge amount else. Uh, <laughs> suggest a little bit uh, I need to get out more, but I think when you look at it, you know, if you were if you were an eight year old boy or girl and you were saying to mom and dad, "What's the big deal?" Like we we beat these guys every time we play them, uh, that would be perfectly reasonable, uh, because since 2016 we've played eight times and we beat New Zealand five times, and they've beaten us three times. But every year that you add to the eight year olds, uh, which is many in my case, you have a scar, <laughs> and those scars <laughs> go back to the fact that we've played New Zealand 36 times and only one on those five occasions, albeit that they have been in, in recent times. And and that is a, a considerable uh, hurdle for us to get over psychologically. Uh, I think in addition to that, you go back to 2019 to the World Cup where we were beaten at the door by New Zealand and we had beaten them in the autumn previous to that in 2018. And then you, you put that pressure of... of the world number one tag on on top, and and I think we all need to be really very real about what we're expecting from the national side this weekend because it is an enormous task, both in terms of the actual execution of the game game plan, the occasion, and the psychological mm-hmm. hurdle that we all collectively have to get over. Uh, lots of of you know kind of how would I describe them hardcore rugby fans might have been watching every game that they could possibly watch over recent weeks and they'll have seen New Zealand many many more won't they'll just have been watching the Irish games and all they might know is that New Zealand's preparation their form going into the tournament wasn't ideal they did lose to France in the group stages so not topping their pool so maybe you could catch those people up on on where New Zealand are now in terms of the quality of their performance well, I think that the short answer to that is we don't really know where New Zealand are now, and that's kind of part of the problem. They came into the... We all know that Ireland beat them in a, in a three-test series, 2-1 over there last year. Since then, they've, they, they've recovered significantly by, by getting their house in order to win the Rugby Championship, which is uh, played just prior to the uh, World Cup in, in June and July, and they looked in reasonably good nick. They went into that French game against the side that for many people are still favourites and, and I would agree with that to win the to win the World Cup and were beaten and, and beaten pretty comprehensively the All Blacks by France on that occasion. They've since gone through 
a number of tier two games and then they played Italy who were massively underpowered and just haven't shown up at a Rugby World Cup and New Zealand blew them away. So the question is, where are they? I think where they are is probably where we've heard Matt Williams say many times over the last weeks. They aren't as good as the best New Zealand teams, but I've never seen a bad New Zealand team. <laughs> and, 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 and that is the worry. They are still, it is still New Zealand playing in a World Cup quarterfinal. And again, context, World Cup quarterfinals, in addition to the scars that we have against New Zealand over the years, we've got scars on World Cup. But we've been in seven quarterfinals in the 10 iterations of the Rugby World Cup, and we've lost all seven. New Zealand have been in nine quarterfinals up to this point of the nine previous, and they've won eight. Now, like, that's the kind of territory that we, the rarefied air that we're yeah. all going into now. And, and it's, it, it, you know, the unfortunate thing is probably the four best sides, two of them are going home this weekend because Ireland, New Zealand, Saturday night, France, South Africa, Sunday night, without a shadow of a doubt, those three and a half teams and I, and I put New Zealand in the half because we haven't absolute clarity on where they are but those three and a half teams are head and shoulders above the other four teams based on everything we've seen on all the evidence of the Rugby World Cup so far but, but it is what it is everybody knew that coming into it all the teams were aware of that and, and two of those four are going home this weekend uh, and we just all keep our fingers crossed that, that it won't be us but what I will say on the positive because I've thrown out a couple of negative statistics here. Back to the positives. We are world number ones. We have put 17 games back-to-back victories uh, in place up to this point. We've beaten all those teams along the way, the New Zealanders and the South Africans and the French, in addition to the English and the Welsh and, and, and the Scots. And Andy Farrell has not got one part of this wrong all the way through. He and his squad have been absolutely pitch perfect to this point it's just the pitch gets a little higher right now I, I, I want you to take a, a little listen Ryle to Ronan O'Gara speaking on Off the Ball Breakfast uh, actually about the appeal of this Irish team I think in general though that this Rugby World Cup and what Ireland are doing at the minute is really appealing to the Norwich also because they can see a team that's genuine that's normal that's that represents um you mean the working class people of Ireland as opposed to just uh, the elite uh, private schools. That That isn't the goal for this World Cup. That was Ronan O'Gara on Off the Ball Breakfast. Would you agree with him? Uh, I think the appeal of the team is, is gone beyond anything I've seen in my, in my time yeah. uh, involved in the sport. And, and that appeal is led by, by I, I think, Andy uh, as much as anything else. I mean, he is he is what people describe him as the salt of the earth. What you see is what you get, and 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 he has given that to to the thirty three and and beyond that he's been involved with with the with the Irish squad. I think that the players are are down to earth. Uh, they are very much representative of 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 uh, their their families and their and their communities and their provinces. And there is a there is a I think an, an overriding decency you feel from the from the collective and yeah and and it's hard not to be engaged with them it really is hard not to be engaged with them and i think the answer to the question in terms of proof is the numbers that are watching whether the matches are on or to or virgin like they're they're numbers that you 
just don't see anymore in, in television terms and they're they they're fully engaged and and you can be sure that the newspapers, radio stations and television stations aren't just doing this because they feel that they should. They're doing it because there's an appetite for for everything that the team have achieved to this point and what they potentially might achieve in the future. So yeah, I think they're I think they've uh, like I said, I think they've been pretty right. pitch perfect in, in all aspects to, to, to this point. Well, given your awful prediction before the Springboks game, how do you think it's going to go this weekend? <laughs> I can't get away from the scars. <laughs> I can't get away from the scars. Um, and, and, I'm, and I'm loathe to, uh, I'm loathe to tip Ireland. I, ju- I just can't. It's just not in my DNA when it comes to World Cups and comes to New Zealand. <laughs> so I won't say what I shouldn't say but I, I just can't tip Ireland oh, okay. I, want, I, want, <laughs> I want them to win so much uh, and to just get that monkey off their back and, and really to, uh, to deliver on, on, on the ability and promise that they've shown over the last, yeah. over the last two, two years in particular what an, what an awesome achievement it would be what yeah. an awesome achievement We all live in hope Ryan listen it's been great to chat to you again and I hope we talk uh, uh, soon uh, maybe we'll preview uh, Ireland's appearance in the Rugby World Cup semi-final uh, Ryan Nugent a uh, rugby commentator The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.